All right. So yeah, I just I just raced back from seeing the last film on our list for this grand review. <laughs> this grand review. Covering a whole year seems like a foolish task. I'm going to get like blurb reviews out of this. And I also don't want to spoil these movies, these movies, shows slash game for anyone. <laughs> I wanted to say, too, I, I gave you my end of the list. Did you have any books that you wanted to add? Because the only book that I read this year was American Prometheus in preparation for Oppenheimer. I'm trying to think. Let me see here. What did I read this year? It's one of the handy-dandy things about the cell phone. Well, can you even consider it a cell phone anymore? Yeah, it's a, it's a portal to the, to another world. I mean, it literally is. Yeah. Shot sake to me, baby. Yeah, but uh, a while back, you and I had been on the Movie Pass system together. That was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but but after AMC oh, a- and some of the other theaters introduced their subscription passes, I moved over to that, and I looked at it as just a good way to see as many movies as possible. And I found myself much more willing to see things that I otherwise normally wouldn't have been interested in. And since I started doing that, my tastes have expanded quite exponentially. Yeah, and I'm really glad that that's the thing. It's made me much more adventurous in terms of what I what I take in and what I look at. And- it's it's been a very good thing i think for for the for the movie theater big time the subscription service you're talking about yeah all all different subscription services that allow you to on whatever basis go multiple times to the theater and feel more embracing of something on a chance as opposed to paying for a ticket flat rate because i know if i had to pay 12 bucks to see a movie i would be less willing to be adventurous with that 12 dollars yeah well is it is it more economically sound to do the subscription? What is it, monthly payment? Yeah, so on my service that I do, I go through AMC, and I pay about 20, 21 bucks a month, and I can see up to three movies a week. And pretty much in any format, there's a very few that don't fall on that list, and it's like most often like special event films, like certain remaster re-releases, mm-hmm. or like the Taylor Swift heiress tour, or the Beyonce thing. Like Those were all yeah. going to private funders, so they're, they're the ones who determine what can be checked off that list so there's certain things that can't but for the most part i can go check out imax and dolby shows at the same cost to myself as a regular showing so it's like i'll just go see whatever even slightly seems appealing yeah i mean yeah why not so i i had quite a hefty list of things that i actually made it out to the theater this year to see so i figured we 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 had christmas for our release day schedule we had new year's as well Mm -hmm. i figured why don't we just in the spirit of looking on to what's new and all the things like looking forward to what you're going to make better about yourself i said let's take a let's take a moment to dwell on the past (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) but yeah i saw a lot this year i know you saw quite a bit this year let's go through here i i actually printed up my entire list of everything that i saw in theaters this year all right where do you where do you want to start no i had some hangovers that i picked up from the year before but their release schedules kind of stretched in so i'm still kind of counting them Uh even though some of them like they're the first few on my list are definitely some hangovers from 2022 i started this year the first that i saw right after last christmas season was (laughs) mega which was an interesting way to curve off the holiday season Uh uh-huh but that was an interesting one blumhouse is an interesting interesting animal of horror they they picked some if nothing else you're getting an interesting premise and megan got some criticism for being a lot like the reiteration of chucky 
that came with like Mark mm-hmm. Hamill and that team. But I thought I still thought it was really good. It was an interesting AI. This year was very, very steeped in AI, fears of AI. And this one was one of the prime examples. So was that I thought that no, didn't that get decent reviews though? I enjoyed I enjoyed it. And yeah. it actually had a small showing at HHN this year in Universal at Florida. Mm-hmm. where they had a dance group roaming around in the scare zones. Like, not actually... They didn't have its own haunted house, but they had, like, a special event dance group going around the the different scare zones just randomly freaking people out. There was a couple, like, special event things this year that did a Harry Potter Death Eater thing also, which uh, was kind of nice, cool. nice. But, but she's yeah, that like was, a- That was very cool. So main character brings this artificial intelligence toy to life, and, and the idea is to give kids a companion that's going to interact with them but as you would expect from a horror movie it goes haywire and starts uh, acting on its own influence and causing yeah, yeah. chaos all right, all right. but not to get too deep i don't want to spoil it for anybody that wants to check it out but no it was a- no no yeah i was just 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 give us a little taste of what we're what we're t- getting in for just give us a taste but yeah I, it was a good one i did enjoy i did enjoy megan i would recommend that one avatar way of water was next up i i liked avatar but it's it's one that don't feel and i thought it was too close to the first movie to justify the amount of time it took to make it. I think that they really are going to have to pick up the pace with the next installments and really differentiate them. But I think it, it's it's on legs to be something great, but it's got some work to get there. Did, now, are you walking on eggshells because of me or because of something else? Well, because I don't think it's a perfectly established story. I don't like reviewing stories before they're completed. And I looking as Avatar as like one unified story that isn't fully told yet. So I really hesitate to judge it. See, I I don't hesitate to judge it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I'm and gonna, I are a little different. We're, we're going to get we're going to get we're going to get in here a little bit on this one. And okay. As I like, I like as that. I like knock my desk over. <laughs> We, t- Just we tend out of to a usually fit of rage. agree, but I think what year in review? Let's 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 throw a little let's throw a little let's conflict a little bit. sauce on this one. Yeah, I and I totally agree. Like with the sense that it reminded me beat for beat of the first one. Yes. I, I, okay. Let me here. I'll say this in terms of the CGI, the shooting, the production of it. All of that works. You yes. know, and that, I will say I will say this that the CGI is definitely being taken to another level. Like mm-hmm. I they they had visual effects YouTubers literally, literally scratching their heads over how some of the stuff in this was done. So on a visual aspect, one thousand percent they're pushing the bar. Yeah. So with that, I'm like, okay, yeah, that that is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say I could do that because I can't. For me though, it all comes down to the story. It always has. If I'm not invested in what's happening on the screen, I don't care what you throw up everything else can very much fall apart yeah and that's just me i'm I'm picky with my with my scripts i'm like you know what god damn it i bankrupted (laughs) myself with a degree yeah damn it (laughs) i've earned the right to be critical (laughs) i have the right to be a a picky piece of critic I love it because <laughs> it's yeah, the way you think about it, it's like the least important thing in the world. Who gives a uh, 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 who cares a what hoot. I think about yeah. it? Like whatever. Like if you th- if if you like it, awesome. That's 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 great. That's the that's the awesome. That's the great thing about art. We've said this before. It is not a zero sum game. Even though we try so hard for it to create it into one, Avatar: The Way of Water and the first one, it can still exist in the world and it's perfectly fine. Whether yeah. you hate it, love it, kind of in the 
the middle, whatever. It's it's okay. It works. It it, it can be there. It doesn't have to. We don't, we don't have to hate someone who likes it or like someone that hates it. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, for me, no, it just came down to the story. I just couldn't get into it, especially the runtime. It um, was a little long for my taste, too. Yeah, I am very just, interested in that war, the world building of it. I'm very interested in the old mythos that's definitely pumped in. Like we've talked about the, at the last Airbender TV show. There's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of similar mythology in this franchise, but I'm very hesitant to have full judgment of it until I see the full screen scope of what they're building yeah. that, that's where i'm at with it okay that that's fair i i respectfully disagree yeah. i'm no, no no i don't respectfully disagree <laughs> you brian i disrespect <laughs> i disrespectfully disagree <laughs> i disrespectfully disagree <laughs> I, I from i think it's just because knowing that like how hard it is for anyone to break in to the industry from a writing standpoint not just film but like anything you have to hook yeah. someone immediately and i'm like well I may, maybe it is an incomplete story, but this is what I have to go on. And well, also got, as just James like, Cameron has become the establishment at this point, I mean, he is the filmmaking establishment. Yeah. He's, he's fought his way to the center of that um, and he opens himself up to full criticism and being there. Yeah. And it's just the way I look at it is like, well, if you're, if you're writing a book and you're, fir- if you're, I'll even give you like your first like 10 or so pages doesn't hook me. It's like, well, why would I, why would I finish it? And same thing with this. That's, that's where I stand on it. One thing too, I did get really nitpicky about in it was, the 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 whales or whatever those things are that they're yes. going after that the humans are going after i forget what they're called but they just they just look like whales to me once again a uh, natural resource of pandora is under threat from humanity yeah but i found it kind of interesting in my head where i'm like here's this interstellar here's a here our civilization has become capable of interstellar travel but the whaling method <laughs> looks like it's in like the 19th or 18th century still in terms of like that's how they get fair, yeah how they get I hadn't the, thought of that, but the you're resource right out that. of it. And again, that's like, whatever. If I'm if I'm really into the story, I could forgive that. But by by the time that started rolling around, I was like, eh, I'm kinda I'm kinda checked out here. So yeah. but not to no, continue. But yeah, that was defend, defend your defend yourself, man. Eh. I'm always see my problem is I'm always open to being swayed. I like different points of view, so that, ma- that makes for not very strong arguments sometimes. <laughs> Next up on the list, I, I went and checked out A Man Called Otto. I wasn't deeply, deeply impressed with this movie. It was entertaining. It was a little bleak for my taste. Mm-hmm. But what was really interesting, what I did really like to see, was I got to see my old friend Rachel Keller in it, who's really made her way into the industry at this point. It's really cool to see her being so, so super successful. Yeah. I saw her Followed in, by- thinking of something I, I watched recently. Damn it. I should have I should have come prepared with... Her other big hits that I'm aware of, I know she was in legion she was also in the second season of fargo on yeah, fx yeah. she had i think she was in with a good casting director involved with fx so that's why she kept getting tokyo to, uh, tokyo vice roles. um tokyo vice was the other big one she was in yet yeah, that that is a good show it had me up until maybe the ending but yes she was good in that as well yeah she's she's doing good i'm, I'm glad to see her getting some success but after that what else did i have Babylon, which was, I, I think that that was also another one that was, I think Auto and Babylon were technically 2022 releases, but I saw them this year, so I put them on the list, so sue me. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed Babylon. I think it, it, it didn't get resounding critical success. It didn't get resounding financial success, but I think that it was a pretty darn good little uh, expedient, whiplashy take on the silent era of filmmaking. Okay. 
merging into the talkies. And it was like, it was a very, very jazzy, very chaotic, very intense take on that era. And I was like, this is something very different. And I'm, I'm very on and off the Damien Chazelle uh, train. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about him. It's. I feel like I never will know how I feel about him. But he hasn't made a movie I've thoroughly disliked yet. So we'll we'll say that at least. Okay. All right. That's that's fair. On from that, the continuing Marvel train with Quantum Mania, which felt like an episode of Rick and Morty thoroughly uh-huh. to be honest yeah. i and wasn't totally satisfied with how they handled kang but the, here you know, was another one that i was like eh, yeah i think i think i'm out on it i don't know like yeah it just i think yeah kang and again i don't know much about kang's history i will say comics. this when you're trying to make your next thanos you don't introduce him by having him defeat yeah that's true yeah it, it kind of like I, I know he's got all the variants going on but yeah, but if it, i remember it, correctly it sets the tone of non-threatening atmosphere yeah when he's defeated yeah. by ant-man it just yeah it just didn't i don't know it felt felt a little felt a little off i i even forgot now that i'm thinking back on it, i'm like i totally forgot that oh uh, oh shoot jonathan majors oh no 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 not the actor but the one who's in it like his like his henchman who's like flying around oh the- modok yeah that's it who at least in their strategic pr was originally speculated to be jim carrey oh really <laughs> And then it spun around on its head, and they gave us an old man. I could, man I could villain. see that, yeah. But yeah, that it was. It was not. Ter- I don't think it was completely terrible, but it was not. It was not up. It was not a tentpole Marvel movie. We'll put it that way. Yeah, it. It's still not. It's not fresh in my mind. I'd have to go back and be like, okay, what? What specifically didn't I like about it, or yeah. why wasn't? Because I do ask myself that sometimes. Like, and then there are moments where I'm watching something or reading something. And I'm like, all right, maybe I got to give it another shot. Maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind or I just, you know, whatever could have been anything. Or again, like wake, we said with avatar, maybe once the full scope of what they, maybe not now that uh, majors is out, but one, maybe once the full scope of what they have planned is out, it may reflect differently, but yeah. that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, another on the, the list that genuinely surprised the hell out of me, operation fortune from guy Ritchie. It was a, f- Really fun, fun movie. Who thought that Aubrey Plaza and Jason Statham would have the on-screen chemistry that they have in that movie? Because it, <laughs> it just it clicked for me personally. It clicked and worked, and I just I had a ton of fun. Yeah, you saw you um, saw a lot this year. I definitely think I, I could have done more. I could have done more. I could have done more. But yeah, beyond after Operation Fortune, I saw Shazam, which unfortunately didn't fully hit the mark. I think no, it, was it was one of the, the ones that was yeah. the nail was the nail in the coffin for the DC EU. It was like. Like I, I like Zach Levy as that character, so I was very on board to check it out. But the movie as itself, I don't think it fully clicked. After that one was another one that surprised me, and I th- it, it didn't succeed in theaters, but I think that the reason it didn't succeed was because it, it wasn't marketed correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, 65 with yeah. what's Adam Driver. Which I will say, I haven't seen it, but it did, at least seeing the trailer did pique my interest enough to where I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe I'll give that a shot. They gave too much away, and that's why I won't say too much about it. I do want people to check that one out. Would, if you don't you like would, it, you so would well. recommend that for like, even if you're just looking for something to watch one night. It's one of those ones I would say, don't look anything up about it. Just go check it out and see what you think. Okay. Because uh, right. I think it's better better with fresh eyes. But yeah, I, I did think that one got, was a failure of marketing. After that was Dungeons and Dragons, which I thought was another one that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a lot no. of fun with that movie. And that one's same too. Like I, I had my issues with or like some things where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely enjoyed it. 
had fun with it. I would recommend it, especially if you're a D&D fan or you just kind of oh, want absolutely. something. Sort I took of, it as just kind of a love letter to fans of D&D. Here's yeah. like a, a roller coaster ride for D&D fans. No, and yeah, like I, the, the, character, the characters that they plotted out were just well thought out and how they were going to clash with one another and mm-hmm. that, that sort of thing. Could you imagine being the writing room for that as, <laughs> as a D&D fan? That would have been insane. <laughs> well, I mean, essentially D&D, that's one we got to get an episode on. We do. We're overdue I mean, on that, honestly. I mean, D&D is it is it's writing it's a writing exercise that's essentially what it yeah. is so i mean if you're some of the people we've had on i know are big time D people like I know yeah I've, I've i've jumped in at a few campaigns with cody christina and i have always wanted to but we've been on opposite ends of the country so mm-hmm. it's one of those things that just captures the mind of creative people it's a good it's a good creative exercise fun thing which yeah it's just i don't think it's ever going away at this point and then they end them when you have things like stranger things bolstering it up in pop culture it's definitely going to thrive mm-hmm. but after that, we had uh, John Wick 4, which was interesting. It's another one I don't want to spoil. One I want to okay. really try and keep under wraps for anybody who hasn't seen it. You know, if you're on the John Wick train at this point, if you're on for some badass Keanu Reeves, definitely not one to miss. Uh, I know a lot of people had mixed reviews on this. I talked to a lot of people who hated John Wick 4 and loved the Oh, ups, really? Loved hated it? Others. Okay. Yeah, it was a very mixed review bag. Did this have, did this have like the Last of Us Part 2 kind of effect going on with it? Like they did something and... I don't know that necessarily it was that degree. I don't know okay. if it was that bitter, but it, it definitely wasn't as well-rounded received as some of the other installments. Okay. And that's and that's I think all, all I will say on that one because to say more, I think I would it would give it away. But it's worth worth checking out. Like especially even Def- if you've gone seen all the three, you might as well finish it. It's one of those ones I want people to see it and then talk to me about it because I like discussing that one. Gotcha. And then, of course, we had Mario this year. Mario was a ton yeah. of fun. It blew the, the, box, long, the lid off the box office this a year. A long time coming. First, yeah. And I remember whenever they first, they announced it in a Nintendo Direct because I'm a big Zelda fan. I watch all things that Nintendo puts out in the press. And then you, they had a surprise you, announcement one you. day. <laughs> <laughs> they had a surprise announcement and they let loose the entire cast and an, like there were some audible groans from the internet for who they cast oh yeah but, i do remember this hearing about that yeah yeah so it, i was a little disheartened hearing like some outright hatred from the word go on that one because i was like well i really want to give this a chance and see what nintendo is going to do with a movie this is the first time we're ever getting something like that mm-hmm so and I was glad I lent lent it a chance because it was I had a lot of again I had a I had a ton of fun with it and did did it need all the core voices I think that that's something up up for debate but that being said I still had a great time with it I still had a lot of fun and I'm I look forward to more I look forward to them doing more with it yeah and I, I having watched and grown up with with Mario and the 90s mario movie was it was it made because it in the 90s or the eight well the the other it was mario at least movie. late 80s early 90s somewhere in there. Yeah. i want to say 94 sounds right thinking about it which you know is is the making of it in, in and of itself has become like mythical i feel among yeah. certain circles it was it is was it nice dennis to hopper see that plays koopa in that what's that Does, is it dennis hopper that plays koopa in yes the yes dennis hopper is i'll is drop the koopa. stick boy you want that <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, that was a, that was a fun ride. I did enjoy enjoy Mario this year. I, and there's now they're working on a Zelda movie, so you couldn't oh, <laughs> I couldn't ask damn. for more to excite me. There's a lot of rumors flying about it. I don't want to say too say anything to that, but I'm very I'm very interested to see what they do with it. All right, all right. 
I didn't know a Zelda movie was actually happening. Yeah, so we'll follow that one as it as it progresses. But after Mario this year, I got out to see Matt Damon and Air. Air is the story of the company Nike courting Michael Jordan for sponsorship with the Air Jordan shoe that they became very popularized for in the 80s before they were the Nike we know today. Mm-hmm. The, the reunion of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck on screen. They haven't been together in a while. Well, I guess last duel was last, but still getting to see them. Oh, yeah. yeah it was pretty cool. Last, I, I saw, I didn't see air but you i did see last duel yeah that wasn't that that was an interesting take especially i i like i like history yeah so it was interesting to see what was essentially essentially in the title of the last duel of back when they allowed it in the middle ages i like how they 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 told that in the sense of like you're seeing it from one person's perspective then you're seeing it from another and then finally another and you kind of have to piece together what what happened what went on yeah air was a very interesting story though i didn't know quite i mean i i that historical drama type norm that's been the thing with those i knew something of what to expect with that mm-hmm. but it was it was very interesting as like that 80s retro vibe being as thick as it was through it and i heard a lot of people say about air oh it was it, was, it would never have happened that way i was like it's it literally happened that way that's a, <laughs> a, a fact that it happened this way <laughs> like, i thought it was kind of funny that some people said that and they're like it just wasn't believable i'm like what isn't believable about it these are recorded facts <laughs> like what like, i mean what specifically i mean can you talk about what specific or one spe- thing specifically that was like oh it would never happen that way nike's an established brand i'm like yeah it is now it wasn't then oh yeah no it wasn't we're looking at before like before that happened this yeah. is the thing that put nike on the map so but that's where like that was the basis of the argument a lot of people i heard okay it was a good one i do recommend it i would be interested to see if it's in any award contention this award season but mm-hmm. definitely some good performances very 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 good movie i i enjoyed it it was heartwarming left me feeling good about life after that good all around which takes us to scream six <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Scream 2 through 5 or 6. Some of those sequels are worth it. Some of them lean into the hokiness in the right way. I would say the franchise is limping on at this point and trying to be something that it isn't. And now knowing what we know about Scream 7, it's not looking good. <laughs> oh, there's a Scream 7 coming out? They Scream 7, they've built, the la- over the last two installments, they've built out an entirely new cast. Hmm of characters and between this year's scream six to the upcoming scream seven they've lost two of the principal characters to creative and financial disputes oh god it's now working on acquiring its third director it's not looking good (laughs) (laughs) but we'll see the worst things have been turned around I may eat my words scream seven best picture 2024 may be a thing who knows or or screv screven as nah nah, that wouldn't work (laughs) who knows at this point (laughs) but (laughs) which takes us to another horror comedy piece that did genuinely surprise me this year was renfield yeah which was based off of the universal classic dracula but spun with Nicolas cage as dracula as a supporting character which yeah, was yeah. supremely interesting no this this is definitely one that i like you're taking something that's been even done to death no pun intended <laughs> and, and trying to give it some new life no pun intended again but maybe but yeah just <laughs> <laughs> again bringing that that new style what i thought worked so well about it was that it wasn't trying to reinvigorate a franchise they just had fun goofy ass dracula idea uh-huh. ran with it and was like this is kind of fun we're just gonna have fun with this and that's yeah, what they yeah. did it was a it was a super gory horror comedy mm-hmm. which is very much up my alley <laughs> yep <laughs> speaking of gory 
I mean, we, that, leads, that leads right in. Leads us right into Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Which was genuinely horrifying. That I did not expect an Evil Dead movie without Bruce Campbell to impress. And it, it genuinely did. Yeah. No, this one, I, I enjoyed this one too, having watched it. And one thing that stuck with me was, oh, it's only, oh, is it only like 95 minutes or something, I think the whole movie is. Yeah, and, it's it was relatively short. Yeah, but I was just like, I was all for that. I'm like, oh perfect you don't like you can tell a story in a in under two hours and it, and it still be good yeah I, i've noticed like now everything's got to be like oh we got to go two and a half three and a half hours and i'm like again that's fine as long as it's warranted yeah but this one i th- that was one of the one of the main things i noticed was like the pacing the cadence of this one i just was like it was just a soothing a soothing spa treatment for the creative soul. <laughs> well, it it also a lot of people said that it surpassed the previous remake, and I think that that's a toss up because I, I they're very different mm-hmm. takes on the material. But I I, th- I thought that it genuinely tried something and took some chances and did some interesting stuff, if nothing else. Yeah. Which leads us into one of my favorites that I saw this year. I don't know how I would officially rank. I'm still letting this year stew a little bit before I officially rank this year, but okay. Sisu would definitely be on my tops list. That had, a, I gotta say, that always that was one of those ones that would come up all the time. The trailer for if I'm trying to watch something online, and I was sh- it, they showed the trailer for a good while in theaters because especially after the writers' strike initiated, yeah, it kind of we had that hangover period where the theaters kind of stalled a little bit, and then we were seeing the same trailers over and over again. And that was mm-hmm. one of them, and I was glad that it kept stuck in my head because it forced me to check it out. <laughs> that's that's the point. That's the point of the trailer. Yeah, it's one of those ones I don't, I, again, I don't want to say too much because I want people to check that one out. I want people to take a look at it and give it a shot because yeah. it is it's a genuinely fun movie, also has a lot to say uh-huh. <laughs> with a middle finger involved. <laughs> <laughs> that led us into Guardians 3, which was an, a mixed bag for me, but overall very positive. Yeah, it was it was a mixed bag for me too. It left me feeling the feelings, the, uh-huh. the story of Rocket. I'm again, I'm not going to say too much. I don't want to spoil it for people, but the story of Rocket getting some information about his backstory, seeing his roots, where he came from, understanding more about his character led to a very well-rounded view of this as a trilogy. I think that Guardians sits a little separate from the MCU mm-hmm. in terms that it's one of the most independent of the storylines that yeah, the MCU has. It, I mean, to it offer. definitely has its its own style going on. And maybe that's attributed to James Gunn, but definitely rooted into Thanos and the Infinity War endgame yeah. saga. So it definitely is rooted into the main storyline. For something that it does have that, it also sits very much on its own. And I think that it sits as its own isolated trilogy more so than a lot of the other presented independent characters. Yeah. But it was it was good to see a good send-off for these characters. Good to see as Gunn had his past issues with Disney and Marvel, we were going to get a send-off with them in some manner, but I was glad to see him be the one to usher them out and take a step into the next chapter for them. Yeah, and now he's the head of the DCEU, but who knows where that's going. Yeah, a lot le- is left to be seen on that front, but yeah. I... I Hope for the best, because I think DC needs some good life on their end. So what's this next one? Yeah, the next one's very interesting, because I thought so this one I, I haven't even them. I haven't even heard of this one. This one was written and directed. This is Fool's Paradise. This was written and directed by Charlie Day. Okay. Oh, all right. 
written, directed, and starring Charlie Day. Holy and he pulled a he pulled a, a Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Day yeah. pulled a pulled a Chaplin. That's Ironically enough that you mentioned that, it is very much in the style of Charlie Chaplin. Oh, sh- and okay. very much paying uh, very much paying homage to it, and it f- completely and totally bombed in the box office. Damn. And I felt very bad for Charlie Day because I personally enjoyed this movie. I admit it's probably not one that's everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. It's very much like for fans of the silent film era and mm-hmm. a very unique sense of comedy, but I loved that movie and I'm glad that he made it. I know it hurt his wallet. I know it hurt his, I want to say, sensibility for filmmaking, probably, <laughs> given it's how it was received. But yeah. all the same, I hope that he continues on doing that. He included a lot of people from It's Always Sunny, you could tell. Mm-hmm. A lot of people from his comedy film career as an actor. He pulled. He, he definitely pulled in some favors and some friendships for this, which I was glad to see because Glenn Howard's part in it is absurd. <laughs> but it was, well, it was a good one. I, I did enjoy enjoy it a lot no and that's always the sad thing too is like just because something bombs at the box office or doesn't make a ton of money doesn't necessarily make it a bad movie and vice versa exactly and also this was a tumultuous year for the theater especially with the multiple strikes occurring around Mm -hmm. this time it was it was tumultuous to say the least this this was one i hope i hope gets a resurgence and and then the home home video market for one that did do decently well let's (laughs) let's go on to fast 10 Uh uh-huh which I think completely I, I I don't know if I can ever forgive the Fast Saga for not marketing Fast Ten as fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> you and you had that one for for ages going like they better do I had that, that in the chamber like, I think since like probably fast about eight, maybe fast at eight. the earliest. Yeah, at least. about the time that Fast Eight released. Uh, I remember talking to a few people about that. I was like, if they don't market it as market fast ten as fasten your seatbelts, they're missing. Yeah. And of course they didn't. I, I, I Jason Momoa's character in that I just want I love watching that dude have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Vin Diesel at this point he shows up just to roll out of whatever vehicle and, and just scream the word family. And I'm <laughs> at this point I'm just I'm just in for the ride to munch down some popcorn and watch that happens. Uh, I haven't seen past oh god maybe the fifth one. I, I I just can't keep them all straight anymore in my head. I'm like what what who you kind of got to binge them. That's really the only way to keep really? okay. the nonsense straight. So what you're saying is I got to put these on the fast track and and just binge them. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's one that I think they're they're fun to just discuss with people in their absurdity. They know they are very self aware that they are absurd. Yeah. Let's see after fast and oh, that brings us to one another one of my surprised favorites of the year, which was Black Bear. Yes, this was. Was this Glenn Howerton too? Glenn Howerton was in this, and I I first caught a word of this on the It's Always Sunny podcast. They they had been discussing why Glenn had shaved his head, but they wouldn't because of NDAs. They wouldn't name what the movie was, and I kept getting super interested. And I was like, "What is going on here?" And then I found out through a trailer release that it was this slightly drama comedy take on the origin stories of the BlackBerry phone, <laughs> which is which is so strange to think about, like. I didn't I didn't think the Blackberry was as revolutionary as that but I guess I guess then again maybe it was. There's a pitch that occurs early on in the movie that the two guys who come up with the actual like technical idea of what the Blackberry was to become mm-hmm. and how they pitch it is one like they set the tone for what this movie is like very early on. 
and I'm like, oh, I'm on this ride. This is going to be ludicrous. <laughs> and it's it's definitely one to watch. But I, I enjoyed the hell out of him, especially in this movie. Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton completely sell this movie with their performances. Thousand percent. Their dynamic in this and their performances, one thousand percent comedy drama gold. And that's always good too when you can get good performances. And that yeah. there is a there are times when I will say that a performance can keep me hooked, even if I'm not into the story. If the character, if the performance of the actor is just so damn good, I'll I'll continue through. Yeah. And then we had the utter beauty of Across the Spider-Verse. I love that movie. Yeah. Do I, I've do, been do. on a I've been on a bit of an obsession with animation lately, and I think that they're largely responsible for kicking that forward. <laughs> that movie is just at any given moment you're looking at six or seven different animation techniques and they are definitely leading the charge on innovating animation yeah no i got i gotta say like i i think i i think i still enjoyed the first one a bit more but once again it's just because this one ends on a cliffhanger they're very much going for that kind of Back to the Future 2 and 3 yeah. with their, their trilogy, which is cool to watch. I, I haven't seen a, a solid attempt at that in quite a while, and I think that they're, the, the third installment there has gotten their delays, so we'll see what happens with mm-hmm. that. I think that their team is running into some trouble. They, they've been overworked, but I, I wish them the best because they're doing utterly gorgeous work. When Phil Lord, Chris Miller, they, they know what they're doing. So Yeah. Transformers was an interesting one this year. I I loved Beast Wars as a kid, and to see it realized was something very interesting. It was kind of in the the Fast and Furious realm with endless sequels going on. But that being said, I had a genuinely good time with that one. It was it was interesting, and Pete Davidson as a Transformer was interesting. That <laughs> is so random to me to to think like Pete Davidson doing the voice. Who who did he do the voice for? The character was Mirage. Oh, and okay. the, the film was set in 94, so it was kind of, from its scope standpoint, kind of meta. It was like, oh, I was watching Beast Wars. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, no, I never got, yeah, I was, don't know how, I, I never got into Transformers or, like, I knew of them. I got into them a little bit in terms of, like, the toys, but, yeah, the show, I never. Wars. That's why this yeah, one was, I was on my radar I was big time. always into Power Rangers. Yeah. And I'll jump this one up on the list, even though it was further down. But since we talked about Cross the Spider-Verse as well, TMNT this year, in a similar animation style from uh, Seth Rogen, of all people, which is kind of cool. I know it struck a big fan with kids this year. I know it was one of the most ticket items for Christmas toys this year. Oh, was it really? Okay. Big time, yeah. Well, then, hey, I mean... I still got. I still got to see it. There's a lot on here that you have seen that I have not. I uh, I had time. I had time on my hands this year, so I, I made use of it. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a, an interesting take. I, I I didn't know what to expect from it, but I walked away. There was a lot of great jokes in it. I I told you there was one I I heard in my head as it was being said in the theater. I heard mm-hmm. Jordan's voice. Yeah, and it just it, I I immediately broke and started bursting out <laughs> laughing in the theater. So yeah, TMNT was good. It was a lot of fun. And if you like the animation style of Spider Verse definitely check it out it was there was some solid animation work in that one but that takes us to the flash which was another very mixed bag thing it was tough because ezra ezra didn't leave things easy to palette with that one a lot of people were eager to not love that one which is very fair given the the record Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was gonna see it regardless because of keaton to see keaton back on screen as batman i was like all right i at least i'm gonna check this out 
No, that was nice to see him back. It, it was definitely one. I think maybe because I went in with like expecting absolutely nothing. Yeah. And coming out with at least something, I guess it didn't sting as much to me as it might have for others. Or It I, wasn't visually impressive. A lot of the gags fell flat, but there was still something in there that I did find entertaining. And like you said, with expectations staying low, I try and do that as much as possible anymore because I have found things to like in movies that people have been quick to hate in the past. So I try more often than not these days to go in with movies, especially that have preconceived notions about them. I try to go in with as low expectations as possible. And that's tough to do sometimes. It really can be, especially in the information age that we're in. People pick things apart before they're even on the screen. Yeah. It's 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 difficult. This was one that I I, I did want to at least give a shot. And I, I was glad that I did. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But that being said, you know, it was an interesting one. Yeah. I, I mean even even to see if if you're a Keaton fan. It's definitely closing out a chapter of the DC universe. So it's interested mm-hmm. at least on that front to see what see what their last effort was. No, I'm saying if even if you're even if just to see him in the role as Batman again is nice. Yeah. Couple of cheeky one liners, some great action moments with Keaton. So and for nothing else, I'm always into even the worst of time travel stories. So Yeah. <laughs> that I I enjoyed no hard feelings. I'm going to be honest. A lot of people, it was another one people were quick to try and hate online before it was even out. Mm-hmm. And I can't think of before that, the last time we got a genuinely like raunchy comedy like this. Is this the one with Jennifer Lawrence in it? Jennifer Lawrence, she gets hired by Matthew Broderick and <laughs> Yeah, to like, and they need wife. her to like date their, their quote son. Quote unquote date, quote unquote yeah. date their son. <laughs> But it, yeah, because she, she's fallen through on all of her financials and is in a last ditch effort to try and make make a claw, claw her way out of debt. It was it was an interesting story. Another one I don't want to spoil. It's like to to explain too much of it would it would spoil it, and I don't want to do that. But yeah, I I did get it did get some good laughs out of me. I did have a good time. It it was a great one for the theaters. Enjoyed it. Boogeyman was also good. I there was a couple of surprising horror movies this year that. I wasn't expecting much from, but got a lot out of. Uh-huh. Was Boogeyman perfect by any means? No. But it had some of what I liked from movies like Lights Out. It used light really well. And David Desmalchian had a really creepy-ass performance in it. Genuinely surprised me. And yeah. some good good kid performances. And that's too, always tough to do. Horror is another one that so we've talked about. It's it's tough to get it right or tough to do something original, especially with with the industry the way it's going is trying to push horror at, a, at an advanced rate and it's it's one that does lend itself to an expedient production schedule. But when the weight of the industry is behind that and pushing it, it can get tricky. And I'm I'm glad to see a, a, more of these holding their own than falling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was an interesting one. Dial of Destiny. Mads Mikkelsen was fantastic in it. Yeah, I'll give you that. He's he's one of those actors that's born to play in movies like indiana jones Mm -hmm. joyride did you by chance see joyride i did not i saw it now is this is this like a remake of the one because when i heard this i was like wait joyride the one like that paul walker was in so no this years ago it's another raunchy comedy okay Um, no all right it's about two friends two girls who are friends from growing up one from out of the united states doesn't know anybody she was adopted and her friend, nothing, nothing goes well for her, mm-hmm. and it's it's about them going on a journey to meet. It's it's about a work trip, but then it turns into a reuniting of the main character with her with her birth mother, and 
it is just kind of like a complete and total raunch comedy on the way and gave me some of the best hilarity laughs I got in the theater last year. It was it was really utterly ridiculous. And it was one that's it was one that's worth watching. I don't know if everybody will get the same thing out of it. Yeah. It it might be too raunchy for some people, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I I got some good laughs out of me. And yeah, it was it was unique. It was it was one of the more unique comedies I've seen. Insidious. Is this like the fourth Insidious one? Insidious the Red Door. I think it's the fifth, oh, it's the fifth of the franchise okay. now. Yeah, it's the fifth of the franchise. And this one had a lot of mixed feelings as well, but I personally enjoyed it. Did I want more explanation out of things? Absolutely. But I'm hoping that because this did as well as it did pretty well comparatively to its startup budget, I think that there will be more of them. So I'm interested to see where they take it from here. It was a reintroduction of the original family from the first two movies. Mm, okay. Who they parted ways with after that point in the franchise. So it's so is it a bit of a prequel? Or no? It's, it is a sequel. Okay. But it goes back to the original characters who they've distanced. I liked the use of the art, like the art school in this. I thought that there was a lot of interesting thing with artistry that were done in the storyline. Was it perfect? No. I want to see more explanation of things and further installments if they could going. Mm-hmm. But it did lay some interesting groundwork for where they can go. So I'm interested to see what they do. I, I understand some of the criticisms that people had with it, but I did find some things to really enjoy. Elemental. Elemental, late, uh, the latest of Pixar's endeavors. Yeah, which, Did very poorly yeah. in theater. But I personally enjoyed it. I it was most, I think I've enjoyed a Pixar movie since Inside Out. Oh, okay, damn. Now, I think that it deserved better reception in theaters, but... I think that Disney Plus is Disney's own worst enemy in terms of the box Mm -hmm. office because I think for movies like this, I know a lot of parents who do want to see these things and do want to see them with their kids will wait until they show up on Disney Plus. Yeah. So that makes for very interesting analytics in terms of the box office because I think that, like I said, Disney can be their own worst enemy in that regard. I did think Elemental was a very – I teared up a little bit, honestly, in Elemental – they got All right, so that one's worth. I mean, because I've gone that route too. With like, I look at a movie anymore, and I'm just like, eh, I'll wait till it's. I'll wait till Which it's I don't out think it's streaming. a good thing. I think when we have these subscription services, like it should be incentivizing people to go to the theater. When with we have the tug of war going on with streaming, I think it's kind of going the other way for a lot of people. Well, and too, and which yeah, is, which I, is unfortunate. I mean, I think yeah, having that subscription service is nice. Uh, I mean, I at least do like the what you said. You get you get what three movies a week. Three three movies a week in any format, which is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, so after Elemental was one of the movies I was like waiting for the most this year, and I do have a fair bit to say on this one. Okay. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now, Fallout, the previous installment, I believe to be one of the best action movies uh-huh. of the last decade. Wow, okay. It has by far the best stunt teams, some of the best practical effects teams in the business in- involved in that franchise. Not to be con- not to be confused with the 1947 film Dead Reckoning. Yes, there are a lot of backwards homages in this. Like, there's mention of the Orient Express. There's some submarine film little characterized references as well. Dead Reckoning is absolutely the as in terms of its messaging mm-hmm. was pitch perfectly timed because it's not to get too spoily territory, but it is very much a competition of AI storyline which came out 
right about the time that the actor's strike was to hit Mm -hmm. and the conditions of it, it was centered around AI replication of acting talent. And I was like, the timing was perfect, but they also headed out to face off a week early from Barbenheimer, which destroyed their numbers. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, yeah, I hope, I mean, I, I know sometimes you don't get to pick when it's coming out, but. Oh, he got, he got the pick of the litter. When oh, he did. Out. Okay. He thought he could face them. And that was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> because when, like I, a lot of industry types who go to the movies regularly, who have the money to spend on going to the theater, when they have to now all of a sudden be sparingly with the actors and writer strikes in full force at that time, they're saving up for Barbenheimer. Yeah. So it did did wallop pretty hard. They they made their money back. They did they did okay, but not it, not, sh- well, it should have been a juggernaut action. They movie didn't break the bank the like they were hoping. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually just rewatched that today as well, and I think they they did make a very solid movie in a lot of ways. It's I don't think it's as good as Fallout. I don't. But that being said, it is a very good action movie, and it is very well executed. Mm-hmm. It is it is a part one of like a divided in half. It is part one of two parts storyline. Yeah, there's there there's yep, that's true. So that that also, like I've said before, comes with a certain territory of reserved judgment. So I I will keep a lot of that close to the chest. But I think that this is an, this is also another one where I can't say too much because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. But there were choices made in this one that will have implications for this franchise that I don't know were the right choices. Yeah, and at least until I see it in its fullest form, I hope that they were the right choices. But they don't. That that's to be seen. But that also brings us to Barbenheimer. And we discussed our preliminary thoughts on both Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Having reviewed both of them again since theaters and multiple times in theaters, very interesting. I, I, I definitely have a lot to say on that subject. They definitely took the box office by storm this year. And that dynamic, different tone in movies becoming the phenomenal pairing that they were was something that I think will be studied for a while because it was very interesting. Yeah, and I, I liked Oppenheimer more, if I'm going to be honest. And that's fair. It's it's more to your sentiment, more to mine as well. I got a lot out of Barbie that I didn't expect to. I was genuinely surprised by Barbie. And I, I didn't really... I mean, I knew there was going to be a level of, of absurdity and humor to Gosling going into it. I got a lot more than I expected. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought that the that pairing was a juggernaut for this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that it will be studied going forward. I think a lot of executives will be trying to replicate that in some form. Haunted Mansion was poorly timed this year. Very poorly timed. I thought it was a great Halloween movie that shouldn't have been put out over the summer. <laughs> well, you think, like, what what were they going for there? Even I don't quite understand it. But there, w- there was another strategy there that I don't fully understand yet. Maybe to be available for the home video market in time for the, the Halloween season, but uh, strange timing. Yeah. You think, they, um, think which, they might've had it in the can for too long or something? I don't know. Maybe I found it to be a fun, the way that pirates of the Caribbean was a fun take on a theme park ride. Yeah. I thought that this was in a similar category, maybe not as iconic or great, but it was something that was interesting. And given what, what had been tried previously with the material, I thought that this was, was at least an interesting take. Okay and worth a look for certain people. Definitely something that was going to be fun for kids and families, for sure. I thought it was interesting. 
but the box office did not reflect. Again, it may be that Disney Plus effect. Mm-hmm. But well, that brings us up to Talk to Me, which was another one for my my most interesting this year. Yeah, I know. I heard some good things about this one. Very interesting. It took the basic premise of it is taking ghost story and medium interference with ghosts and taking it from the perspective of the high school party drug, which I thought was a very oh, interesting okay. way to look at that. And so basically, to, to give a simple rundown of the premise, there's a mysterious ceramic hand with writing on it, and it's cut off at about the forearm. And it's this pairing of kids who are running these parties or taking it around in a book bag from party to party, you doing it basically as a party trick. And you hold the hand... And you go through the steps of the ritual, and then you can be possessed by certain ghosts. And the kids are getting drunk, having fun, jumping in and playing around with possession. It makes for a very interesting groundwork for a horror movie. I yeah. think, was it the most groundbreaking take on a ghost story? Was it the most roller coaster ride I could have expected? No, I, I did see a lot of what they did coming, but that being said, it still was such an interesting premise. Yeah, I would say definitely so far, I'd say of everything we've talked, premise-wise, that one sounds the most original out of out yeah. of them all. Yeah, for horror this year, I think that that one definitely is in the top category. It was very interesting. Also got to see another one that surprised me this year was Gran Turismo from PlayStation and Neil Blomkamp. Of yeah, all people, of all people. What you would expect from Neil Blomkamp. <laughs> Where's he been hanging but, out? Yeah, I think he, after his alien installment burned out, I think he had a tough time. Mm -hmm. And I don't blame him because he wasn't treated with a lot of reception for that. But And it was also at a bad time for Disney acquiring Fox. That was not <laughs> a time for taking chances with Fox properties. I, I did think Gran Turismo was interesting. It had, again, another one that had great performances from David Harbour. The first time we have seen Orlando Bloom in years yeah. on screen. There's another one. Like, uh, where, so, where the hell has he been? Yeah, it was it was kind of an interesting project. The The story surprised me. I, I did enjoy it. It was more inspirational than I thought it was. Gonna, and it was one I, 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 a sleeper that I do think was worth checking out this year. To get back into the comedy vibe, that takes us to Strays, which was ridiculous and great. And I loved it. <laughs> Will Ferrell plays a dog who is completely mistreated by his owner, but has no understanding of it. And Will Forte plays the owner. He's trying to get rid of this dog desperately. Drives him, and through the early parts of the movie, he's driving him further and further out, and he keeps making his way home until finally he drives him, so he drives him completely to, like, across to almost to another city. And he has, he has to go on a journey to try and make it home after he understands what's going on with his owner and that he's being betrayed and left out. Mm -hmm. He gets set on a mission to go bite his owner's dick off. <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It was great. It was hilarious. And I can't recommend it. Okay. I have to put that up there for the originality premise. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And that brings us to one. I know you recently caught up on. Yes. And I've been interested, interested to talk to you about last voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. This I, I I did I enjoyed it. I didn't I it's definitely another take. Well, here we got another take on Dracula and it's yeah. just based on It was a Dracula heavy year. Yeah. With and, this in Renfield for sure. And this so it's like how how are you gonna do it? Um how how do you inject new life into something that's been done before a ton of times? How do you give it a new angle? Uh I th I thought they did I thought they did a solid job 
with it. It does. You can say like it's one of those things where literally a footnote in the actual Dracula novel. Yeah. So how do we how do you get us as the audience to care about what's happening to these characters while they're on the voyage from Romania up to London. But yeah, it again, maybe just because once again, I'm going in with lower expectations, not really expecting much. And when I get something that's good that I enjoy, I'm like, oh, okay. I wasn't as put off by it as I thought I could have been. Yeah. Like I liked the, I liked how they made Dracula seem scary. I liked yeah, the- Lurking in the shadows, kind yeah. of scary, not like a formidable force. How it's on the ship. I liked the performances, how the people, the when they go, I guess they're, I don't know if they're, are they becoming vampires or they're more just his like zombies now, essentially? That, yeah, that was an interesting take in Vampire Lord. Yeah, I, I thought it did good job of like sort of in terms of like the world building. Here's thing that just has such entrenched lore behind it in terms of just vampires and Dracula. I thought they did a good job of trying to bring something new to the table that I hadn't really seen before. Yeah. And also good set work showing uh, the top of the ship Yeah, for the majority uh, was, was very well used and very visual movie more to my mm-hmm. surprise. It was, it was very, very well done. I did really, I, I enjoyed the opening too, for what it's worth, like how it's them finding the derelict ship after it's yes already crashed on the, start, on the shore. Start at the, be- the middle of the story. And then you go. Yeah. <laughs> And then they find the the captain's log. Yeah, that was cool. I did enjoy that as well. Yeah, that was a good one. I I thought it was a great year for horror overall. That was that was one of the high points for me. Yeah, this definitely gave me some mummy vibes. And, like the old school mummy. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with that. That's that's a cool take. Yeah. So this this was a good one. I I would recommend Voyage of the Meter. Yeah. If you get a chance, it's it's, it's rolling around. It's it just at its physical release not long before Christmas. So it's it's gonna be it's interesting. I'm gonna be interested to see how that one does in the home video market. I also got to see Jurassic Park again Ugh. this year, which was kind of nice. I revisited <laughs> that, and not long after I got to see that, it was announced that they're doing a survival horror game. So I'm, I'll be excited to see what happens with that. Because that's been long awaited. Of survival horror. Oh, for Jurassic Park. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that will. That's that's something I know. Like a lot of fan. A lot of fans have wanted good Jurassic Park games for like a long time now. Uh-huh. But getting a survival horror game in the style of the original movie, I'm I'm on board. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. No. That uh, that that piques my interest. That brings us to by far, I would say the worst movie I saw this year. <laughs> What's that? Earl Stein's Zombie Town. I haven't even and it made me sa- made me sad for Dan Aykroyd. Oh God, okay. I I I don't want to dislike things that Dan Aykroyd is in. I can't love this movie. Well, I I have good things to say about it, but it was the worst movie I saw this year. Um, <laughs> okay. The good things I have to say about it. it brought fresh actors to the screen, which I can say for very few movies on this list. I mean, well, that's a plus. Yeah, and I I think. That's getting rarer and rarer because people are less willing to take chances these days. Um, so seeing some fresh acting talent was pretty cool, but was just poorly poorly used Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase already doesn't want to be used well. <laughs> he he, yeah, as we, he is in it. For, he is in it for the paycheck. Yeah, we talked with Jordan about his 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 uh, Chevy Chase encounter. Yeah, and his his bad reputation he has been building for a number of years now, Dan Harmon included. But that being said, I I don't want to rag on Zombie Town, but underachieved to a great degree. Yeah, I I I thought it could have been a lot better. Yes, it's an R.L. Stein movie, but it had bones 
to get to something of a Ghostbusters like intrigue with they had a great off like mythic filmmaker intrigue with Dan Aykroyd's character. They had this this town atmosphere, which is always those are great bones for a good horror story, even even a made for kids horror mm-hmm. story. But and it had great acting talent in it. That's the most baffling part. Like it it, it was bringing new young actors up to the fold, but you had Dan Aykroyd, you had Chevy Chase, you had Kittredge from Mission Impossible as the movie theater patron. I mean, like there was so many avenues they could have done something great with this, but it was just very basic. Yeah, no, and that 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 can always happen, unfortunately, where you try to do something, you think you're going to have at least something decent, and then it's it's not. But then I did I I did find a good movie in Dumb Money after that i mean that one was i didn't expect a movie on this subject matter matter as fast as they came up with it but this was based on the gamestop short of 2020 into 2021 nice that occurred and it was one of those things i'm like thank god this story got told because it is a very important story and the proper context of this getting out is important yeah because it's one of those ones that has been tri- the the air surrounding surrounding it has been manipulated and twisted and tried to be controlled and i'm just glad that people care about it <laughs> i i'm trying to think if i even saw like previews for it but i'm not it had it was like the trailers came out and then like a couple weeks later it was in theaters going okay yeah, so it was it was pretty quick but it was a good one and the paul dano great the whole cast was great pete davidson was great in it pete davidson was very much the comic relief in this otherwise quite serious drama and it was it was good i i I definitely recommend checking that one out we'll be continuing this episode in a part two coming next week wrapping up the second half of 2023 reviews so join us next week for the continuation I was do I was like fully ready to just like hey Ventura it. But um <laughs>